Happy Thursday, everyone. My name is Nick Sapola. Welcome back to Nick's World of Sports. We have a lot of exciting things to talk about today. The conclusion of the Subway Series that I was hyping up for the Yankees didn't go my way, but shit happens. Boston has another tough series. We're going to get into that. Some more Major League coverage and also some big news that just came out last night right after the Yankees lost was Brian Cashman said, I've had enough of this shit in his weird-ass monotone voice and went out and fleeced the Kansas City Royals for Andrew Benintendi. Let's talk about it, and we'll get over it the next hour or so of the show or however long this may take. I'm only saying hour because I'm making assumptions. But let's jump right into the Subway Series. This was the most exciting thing going on in baseball. Two nationally televised games this week, one on TBS, the other on ESPN last night. That was pitiful, game one to watch. Let's talk about game one a little bit. I have a bone to pick with the Yankees, and I have a bone to pick with Aaron Boone, and I have a bone more so to pick with Jordan Montgomery. I'm going to start with the Yankees. You come out hot, 2 nothing, awesome. You finally give this guy Monty, who everyone's pining, needs run support. You give him run support. And then you go down 4-2. Donaldson makes a bad error going 5-2. And then Abreu lets up a run, making it 6-3 or something at that point. The Yankees could not get it done with runners in scoring position today. That was a very top, or yesterday, all series too. They did not get it done with runners in scoring position. I think they had one run knocked in with runners in scoring position. That looked like the 2021 Yankees who barely made a playoff spot. They were embarrassed. By a Mets team, I think it's very beatable. You don't. It's not a team like you have to bring your A game to beat them most nights. But I think Taiwan Walker in game one was showing signs of not having his A stuff. I mean, Judge and Rizzo rocked him early. Judge especially had a pretty solid game. He had a double as well, I'm pretty sure, in there. This is Aaron Judge's best game of the series because he didn't do well in game two. Rizzo had a couple of good at-bats. Hicks went two for three, I'm pretty sure. There were some key moments, but the base running did him in. IKF cannot get picked off first and third with one out. That is, That was terrible that that happened. You can't get picked off, especially if they're thrown over you three times. Getting picked off like that, that is terrible. That is a terrible mistake. That's a mistake that gets you on the bench if you're fighting for your job. Thank God he's got a 14-game hitting streak going, and he hasn't done anything too stupid since you know, the start of the second half. But that was horrible. That killed a rally. Next thing that killed a rally. My God. So many base running mistakes. Too many base running mistakes. Rizzo stealing second on that double steal. I get it. That wasn't the wrong move. I'm okay with Rizzo stealing a bag or two because Rizzo is a pretty good base stealer for someone his speed. And he's got good sliding mechanics and all that. I think he got under the tag personally. I think he was safe. If he did disconnect, he disconnected. So what? I think he was still in there. That's just tough luck. He, could, he should have held on to the bag. But you can't make that out at second base with one out. If there's nobody out and you make that out, fine. You can still get a run in. It's a 5-4 game there. That's just tough luck. There's some stat I saw too. The expected... I'm going to try and find it real quick. It was like the expected batting average... On balls hit by both the Yankees and the Mets. The Yankees had a higher expected batting averages on any ball hit in both games. The Yankees had higher expected batting averages, but the Mets had a lower one, significantly lower. I think today their expected batting average on balls in play is like 174. And the Mets, they were able to get it done with runners in scoring position both games, especially in game one early on. They put the Yankees away. And I didn't think Taiwan Walker was too dominant. I just think the Yankees were kind of pooping in their pants. They beat themselves in game one. Jordan Montgomery, my next target. You suck. You suck. I I can't stand people comparing him to Andy Pettit because Andy Pettit at least could beat a good team, and he was clutch. Jordan Montgomery has had one clutch start in his Yankees career, and it was game four of the 2020 ALDS where he went four innings. Four innings, and he did solid. This guy's a bum. I get it. He goes out there. He He's good at damage control. But he gets himself into the damage. I don't stand. I can't stand it as a fan. I don't know how you people can still defend Jordan Montgomery. He is terrible. He can't throw strikes. 
He can't throw consistent strikes, excuse me. And when he doesn't have his A stuff, he doesn't have his curveball working, he is hittable. He is batting practice. He goes out there with a 2 nothing lead, and he can't get anyone out with two strikes. He couldn't get anyone out with two strikes. He threw 40 pitches in the first inning. 40! You're supposed to be a starter. You can't go out there and throw 40 pitches in the first inning against a team like the Mets. Arguably one of the best teams in baseball this year. And you're supposed to be on the best team in baseball. You can't go do that. That is horrible. And I know the Yankees went in there with who their worst starters this week. This week, Trying to get something out of them. Sucks. I know that's just unfortunately how the rotation works at this point in the regular season. You can't throw out Cole on short rest. Or you can't throw out Cortez or Severino because Severino's on the IL. Severino would have started in, in Herman's spot. Or even Montgomery's spot maybe. If it was up to this. I, I, I'm sick of Jordan Montgomery on my team. I am sick of it. Yes, he'll look good for two or three innings sometimes. Or in spurts, he'll look good. But then there's the big game or the big blow-up inning. And he lets up four or five runs, and I'm sick of it. I remember being at Yankee Stadium for Yankees-Astros on my birthday a couple of years ago. It's supposed to be a big game. He's pitching great. Fourth inning comes. Bam, they tie it up three or four runs in that inning. I was disgusted by Jordan Montgomery at that point. And I told Boone to go get him. Then somehow he settles down for an inning and a half. I, I can't stand it. The New York Yankees need an arm. I don't care. I I'm going to say something crazy because I'm going to get in the game too after this because I'm sick of just ha ranting on him. Domingo Herman is a better pitcher than Jordan Montgomery. Domingo Herman has stuff. Domingo Herman, yes, I know. I'd rather have him come playoff time because look what he did against an elite team. I know he got shelled against Houston. I'll, I'll kind of let that slide just because that's Houston. That's a good team. And he did get some help, Herman. Last night he did not get any help. That's a quality, quality start. I think Herman should have went and faced that last batter. He almost had five quality. He went out there for four and two-thirds of quality baseball. That's what you want at worst from your number five starter. I think Herman has more value to the Yankees than Jordan Montgomery will long term. Jordan Montgomery needs to be traded, DFA'd, something. I do not want him on the playoff roster in any capacity. Any capacity! I don't care if he's butt buddies with Derek Cole or he has some dirty shit. He has Brian Cashman's nudes or something and he's about to leak if the Yankees cut him. I don't care. He's turning into Clint Frazier. The thing, too, I couldn't stand, too. He strikes out a batter. Okay, it's like two and two-thirds. And he brings in Ronnie Marinaccio, Boone. Montgomery's disgusted at freaking Boone. He's like, why? He's throwing his hands up and yelling, why? Gives him death stares when he takes him out. Jordan Montgomery, you don't have the right to say why in that situation. It'd be different if you're in the middle of the sixth or seventh inning and you're shutting him down and it's first and second two outs and you have a guy who's 0 for 3 coming up. At that point, you have Jeff McNeil coming up. Or Eduardo, es no, no, Eduardo Escobar coming up with two outs who just hit a two-run home run off you in the first inning. He's coming up here in the third. And you want to bring in Ron Marinaccio, flip him around to his weaker side. You flip an Escobar out to his left side. Ron Marinaccio has allowed one hit in 17 innings. His last 17 innings pitched. Ron Mar uh, let's just real quick, positive note, Ron Marinaccio is dynamite. Bro thinks he's Derek Jeter with that little flip play he had to end the inning. That was kind of funny. But Ron Marinaccio is that dude. He's got that moxie. He's got everything you want out of the pen. Why don't you go to him? You go to him right there because you're down 5-2 at this point. You want to hold it at a three-run game because you know you have the offense or you think you have the offense that could contend. And it's not like they're throwing DeGrom out there or Scherzer who we'll get into in game two. It's not like they have them out there. You have a guy like Jordan Montgomery who can't get throw strikes, it looks like. And you got a guy on the mound for them like Tywan Walker who's known to be giving up the long ball a bit in this game. He gave up two. Already, he's not much of a long ball pitcher. He's struggling a bit himself getting into jams when he's getting lucky and getting out of them. You have to pull Montgomery there. That was the right move by Boone. That was a perfect move. That was a great managerial move. That's great thinking there. And you go to someone, you go matchup related from here on out, and you go with the guy you want on the mound in that situation, and that is Ron Marinaccio. Marinaccio does a hell of a job getting out of it. Montgomery, the only person you can be mad at is yourself for being poverty in that game. You were disgusting. You looked like someone that was 
belonged on the old the Yankees in years prior where they had no pitching. It was carried purely off the number one offense in baseball. You need to be gone. You don't belong on a major league roster at this point. I'm sorry, Montgomery defenders out there. I'm sorry. Yes, I would like another left-handed arm from the Yankees. I'd love to see another left-handed arm for the Yanks. I like lefties. I love lefty pitchers. Montgomery can't be these. He can't be starting a game in Houston in the ALCS, or he can't be starting a DS games against Toronto or Tampa Bay. Maybe Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay's got zero offense. But you can't start Montgomery in a playoff series, a serious playoff series. So I'm assuming right now the ALCS is going to be New York and Houston. I do not want. I, I don't even want to see Herman personally. But with the team, the way it's constructed right now, or at least at this time, Jordan Montgomery cannot be starting a playoff game. I'd rather throw out J.P. Sears. Because at least J.P. Sears is what people think Jordan Montgomery is. He gets out. He gets out. Jordan Montgomery can't get out when it matters. He cannot be starting come game one or game two, three, four, whatever the hell it is in a playoff series. I do not even want to see him his next start. I want them to skip his next start. Give him the J.A. Happ treatment. Skip his next start, Boone. He doesn't deserve to be out there. And he looked like someone, he wants it, but he doesn't have it. He needs to find it before he does anything else. Yankee Bats couldn't do it. But Jordan Montgomery is the reason the Yankees lost this game. Big, the big reason. Because if they had Herman give the start he gave last night, Yankees win that game 3-2. to two. Or they win 4-2. to two. Something. They get something else across. They hold the Mets bats at bay, and they don't go be bullpen BS. I don't even think the Mets get more than two runs. I don't even think the Marte home run happens. I don't think the Escobar home run happens, the Alonzo double. It's just a different game, and the Mets stole the momentum in the first inning, and that's just how the cookie crumbles. That's just baseball. Game two. We had a surprisingly decent pitching matchup at the end of it, I could say. Herman versus Scherzer. Herman looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say he looks like Cy Young or he looks really good. He looks like Herman of old. Herman looked pretty good. Two runs over four and two-thirds. Should have probably went five, but Boone made a decent move bringing in Lickie, even though I hate Lucas Lickie too. I think he's someone that shouldn't be on the playoff roster either. I'd rather have Montgomery in his spot in the pen or Herman himself in his spot in the pen, but Lickie did a good job against a Mets team that's supposed to be pretty good. Licky does his job. Herman did a great job. Again, second start of the year, two inning, two runs allowed against a pretty good Mets offense. Bravo. You looked like you had your A stuff today. You kept the ball down for the most part. The one mistake he did make was that pitch to Alonzo. Lindor RBI and a Nito double happens. That's going to happen, especially against a team like the Mets. But the Alonzo home run was just he hung a, he hung an off-speed pitch, just stayed up, unfortunately. That's the kind of start we need out of Domingo Herman. You can't have that kind of start out of a guy like freaking. You can't have a start like Montgomery did game one, and you can't have a start like he did in Houston last week, Herman. This was a good start. This is quality. This is what we want to see out of Domingo. I would have let, rather have seen his start get pushed back so he could face a weaker team like Kansas City. Against Kansas City, he has that kind of start. He's going six, seven innings of maybe zero to one run baseball. That's good. That's good out of Domingo. I'm very happy with that start from him. I've been known amongst my friends as a bit of a defender of Domingo Herman in the past, but I am very, very happy with Domingo Herman's performance. Very happy. Serger looked like a dog. He looked like the guy you paid $42.5 million per year for, for the Mets. He was lights out for a while. There were moments where the Yankees had opportunities. The Donaldson double had a couple runners in scoring position. They just couldn't get it done because Scherzer locked in, and he locked down. He did make Aaron Judge, his son, three strikeouts, especially in a big spot in the seventh where he had men on and two outs. After a beautiful Higashioka at-bat, after a really good LeMayhew at-bat, the first and third or whatever, bases jammed, whatever it was, two outs. You have the MVP of the American League coming to the plate against an all-time great. Max Scherzer might be one of the best to ever do it. Scherzer sits him down. Makes him look stupid on a 2-2 slider way out of the zone. I was screaming at the TV, why did you swing at that judge? He just threw it to you. Or you knew it was coming. 
And again, that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. That's just the way of baseball. Then again, if I was up there getting paid with judges played, I was up there in that situation 2-2 against Max Scherzer, and I see that, I'm probably swinging because that shit was disgusting. That pitch was disgusting. The Yankees do get a couple back. Good at bat by Rizzo. Torres, I'm really happy with what I'm seeing from Glaber going the other way. We'll get into Glaber in a minute, too. Nice little at bat. Finds the deep, hits it to one of the deepest parts of City Field. Gets over the fence by a good margin. Crushed that ball, too. I think he missed it a little bit from the replay they showed on one angle, but he crushed that. And that's a good sign seeing Glaber Torres crushing balls the other way because that's when you know he is right. He is hitting the ball. He is His timing is great. Should have been all-star for the American League. Glaber Torres might be on his little FU tour right now. Makes it what it was supposed to be. I do like the move Boone did of bringing in Holmes in the eighth. That is a big part of the order, and he does his job. My only problem, why did you bring in Peralta with Escobar coming up from the right side where he's been crushing lefties this year? I would have stuck with Clay Holmes for that one batter. He gets the out. Let's see how he's feeling, how many pitches he does it in. Then you take him out and go Peralta there because Wandy thrives under high pressure. Wandy got the pitch, too, to get the second out. He just didn't make a good throw. Didn't have, he wasn't able to get the speedy Nimmo, and that's okay. I wish the Yankees played back for the double play because Marte is a ground ball line drive hitter. I know Marte is fast, but they bring the infield in. Marte does a job. He hits a line drive over IKF. If IKF was playing back, maybe he has it, but that's okay. I am okay with losing the game like that. I am totally fine with getting walked off because it shows we were competitive. We were in it to the end. I don't think there was much of a mistake by Boone there. Boone did a better job. The only mistake I could have said he made was maybe not keeping Holmes out there a little longer, making a, a quick hook to Peralta, or even leaving Loisica in there for too short. I think Loisica could have won another batter or two, maybe start the inning instead of bringing in. I believe they went from there. They went to Abreu, if I'm not mistaken. Not Abreu. Who'd they go to? Not Licky. Not Chapman either, I don't think. I read who they went to, but Loisica, I think they could have stuck with. Oh, no, Licky. Licky. I don't even think they should have went to Licky. No, that was yesterday. What the hell? Am I? No, yeah, Licky. I'm, I'm getting confused. I'm sorry, everyone. But enough of that. Mets proved they're... Right now, they think they're the superior team in New York. They celebrated yesterday like it was the World Series. The last two days, celebrated like it was the World Series. That's a big series win for the Mets going forward. Put some distance between them and the Braves. I'm not happy. I was very upset last night. My brother was giving me an earful. Luke, not Luke, Seth Lugo looked good. Mets fans, I know they've been complaining about him, but Seth Lugo is good. But, not even like a half hour after the game ends. Twitter is doing backflips. The Yankees make the first big move of the MLB trade deadline. The Yankees acquired anti-vax Andrew to pair with anti-vax Anthony. Andrew Benintendi. Benny Blanco from the Bronx. Welcome home. They get their guy. Yankees and Brian Cashman go up to the Royals and fleece him. They send three minor league pitchers for Benintendi. They send over Beckway, TJ Sikama, and Champlain. I don't know his first name right now. I'm trying to find it. Can't find it, but... Way and Sikama were in the top 30 prospects, but they weren't high. I believe Sikama was the highest... In like, or he's like 26 maybe, and actually maybe way might have been higher, 22 or 21. They're around like the 20s range, so it's very low level. Both high A guys. Sikama's missed the last couple years due to injury. He's a crafty lefty. And Beckway's had a pretty solid year. And Champlain hasn't really been that great necessarily. He's not in the top 30. There's a reason he's not in the top 30 because the, the team's deep. He might have been in the top 30 if you traded away the two pieces. I would have rather them 
maybe instead of part with Way, maybe try and convince him to take Ed, Edgar Barclay. But I'm happy. I'm happy with this trade. Brian Cashman made a move. He didn't feel – I feel like they – I saw reports saying they put in a good offer for Soto. According to Passon on 98.7 ESPN New York, sources have confirmed to me that the Yankees have made a massive offer on the table for Soto for five of New York's top ten prospects and Glaber Torres to this point, and Washington hasn't gotten a better deal according to that source. But the Yankees didn't want to stand pat and only worry about Soto, which I am fine with. You go out there, Benintendi's, that's a good price for an all-star left fielder in Andrew Benintendi, a gold glover, someone who's hitting 320, I believe, this year. Benintendi has been very good. This is just a day shy, too, of a full year of acquiring Joey Gallo. They acquire the anti-Gallo, a guy who's not going to hit a lot of homers, a guy who's a lefty who might find a short porch a couple of times. Don't get me wrong. He's not going to be IKF hitting only singles and the occasional double. Andrew Benintendi is going to play well in Yankee Stadium. His bat works perfectly for that short porch. He'll get a few. He hits the ball where you need to hit it. He's a great contact bat. He's going to break up the power bats. I think they might drop, with Stanton out of the lineup, I think they might drop Rizzo down to the four hole and maybe move him up to the two, bump Judge down to the three, which I'm okay with because to follow up LeMahieu with another high contact guy, I am all for it. I am sold. I am sold on the Andrew Benintendi thing. The rumor is, too, he has said that he'll get the vaccine if he's a Yankee because he wants to play in Toronto. And, again, fine, fine. I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. It's not a big deal. Trudeau makes it a big deal, apparently. But if it means we get banned attending all the games, fine. I have no stance on what you did. Yankees, that's big in this trade, too. They held out to the top 15 prospects or top 20 prospects. You didn't give up a big name. You didn't give up, let's say, even a, uh, you know, a Luis Heel or Yandres Gomez or even a Roderick Arias who's in DSL, the Dominican Summer League. He's making his debut and just starting to heat up. But that's big. They don't have to get rid of him. I mean, he's young. He's probably untouchable. They didn't have to give up a Trey Sweeney or a a bigger piece because Benintendi's purely a rental. I, I'd like to see them go out. If they can't get a Soto or a Cast, I don't know. If they can't get Soto, you got to bring him back. You got to bring Judge back. You got to bring Tyone back. You're going to let everyone else walk. I'm fine with that. Yankees do have some intriguing bullpen pieces come, coming back potentially too. I know they lost Kinger. They'll get Ridings back at some point. I'm hoping soon they'll get Ridings back. I haven't heard much on him. Now the Yankees, their attention is going to pivot to bullpen arms and pitchers. I believe this was Heyman that said this last night. The Yankees have pivoted their attention to Luis Castillo and have been in discussion with Oakland about Frankie Montas. I would be fine with either one. Both even. Cashman, you could say, fuck a Soto deal. Here is your number two or number three. Pro- I'd want them not to trade Dominguez now. Now, if they're not going to get Soto, I don't want you to give up Dominguez. You can give up Everson Pereira. Maybe turn Pereira into Montas and maybe Peraza into Castillo because Castillo's dynamite. Castillo last night was dynamite in his last start, maybe ever, in a Reds uniform. Put on a show, seven innings, two runs, big strikeout, struck out the side in the seventh. Nice little celebration on the mound after he got done. Very emotional. You could tell he knew it was it. The Reds get a win for him in his last game, potentially, as a Red. Hats off to you, Luis. Hell of a career in Cincinnati. It sucks they weren't able to build around you and make something more out of it. I would have loved to have seen a healthy him and Trevor Bauer when Trevor Bauer went to Cy Young that one year, where they were dynamite together in Cincinnati. I would have loved to have seen that team. That was a fun team last year, the last two years. Would have been nice. Would have been very nice. Also, what's next for the Yanks? Bye-bye. Happy trails, Joey Gallo. Goodbye. Get off my team. I've defended Joey Gallo for too long. Now we have a gold glover out and left. Goodbye, Joey Gallo. You can go to, I don't know, Back to Texas, Seattle, San San Diego, San Francisco, the Phillies even. Go somewhere else. You you weren't made for New York. I'm sorry it didn't work out. I love Joey Gallo. I love him as a guy. Good off-the-field guy. 
Very funny, dude. Very nice, but very nice isn't going to win you a title in New York. What's going to win you in a title in New York is showing up when it matters. That was the first big domino of the trade deadline, too. That happened right after the Yankees lost. I had to spend the first, like, 25, 30 minutes talking about this. Because what a job by Brian Cashman recognizing there's a problem. We're not – we're a World Series caliber team, but how do we become a World Series team? That's a move that makes you a World Series team. There's less holes in the lineup now. The only hole in the lineup right now is IKF at short, and IKF has, had, has been hitting well. He has a 14-game hit streak going. Has a double against Max Scherzer last night against a guy I thought he was overmatched with Max Scherzer, especially after that embarrassing strikeout he had earlier. Had a two-hit game against Taiwan Walker in the Mets. Great series for IKF. <coughs> Excuse me. Great series for IKF. Great game for IKF. Great last 14, 15 games from two. He looks more comfortable. He's hurt. I feel like with IKF, he gets hot sometimes when he hears the name Peraza, Volpe. He hears those names, he gets scared. Donaldson had a decent game yesterday at the double. He got he had one of the worst at-bats I think I've seen in a while, though. His last at-bat where he struck out against Scherzer. But JD hit a ball hard off the wall. It's tough it didn't get out. Almost got out. That would have been a different game than now maybe it's a 3-2 game in the ninth instead of a 3-3. You don't play the infield back. But who knows? That's all speculation. That's a whole butterfly effect. That's something we will never get into or never know. But, I mean, J.D.'s got to pick it up. He's got to pick it up. He knows those young kids are coming up. And I, know, I think the Yankees realize it too. Donaldson's been good defensively this year. So has LeMahieu. Donaldson is expendable. If he can't figure it out, or if next year at the beginning of the year, if they keep him and next year he can't figure it out, J.D., it's going to be a hard, hard sell for Yankee fans. I like the hard-assness. I like the locker room toughness, the F.U. But come on, man. You got to pick it up a little bit. Just a little bit, J.D. Just pick it up a little bit. There are plenty of big names left that I think are about to be moved. Plenty of big names. Plenty and plenty of big names. And I'm excited to talk more deadline. But we should talk a little bit about the Bosox, who are a team everyone's debating. Are they going to sell? Are they not? I know the GM Bloom recently came out saying, I don't think they're going to sell. I don't think we're going to sell right now. I don't feel comfortable selling. I still think this is a winning team. But they're shopping JD. They're shopping JD Martinez right now. And they had a uh, particularly... Tough game last night. They lost a heartbreaker to the Guardians. A wacky, wacky game. It's getting to the point for me where it's unwatchable. Franchi Cordero had two errors yesterday. Two goofy-ass errors, too. In one play. He has, that's his eighth error of the year. It seems like every time I turn on the socks or look at them. Oh, excuse me. Cordero had three errors. He had two in one play. He had two throwing errors. That's his tenth fielding error of the year. Dude, three errors. Oh, my God. Nathan Avaldi, that could have been his last game in Boston. His ERA is now up to 4.32. Somehow outdueled Cal Quantrill, who let up six runs on five, or let up, yeah, six runs, five earned. Avaldi had five runs, three earned. Probably because of that stupid Cordero error. Bobby Dahlbeck had a great game. Bobby Dahlbeck can hit the ball when he can get a hold of one. This this Red Sox lineup is about to be unwatchable at the end of this deadline. I'll tell you this. I know they said they're not shopping Xander. But if a team comes up to him and offers them their top three prospects for Xander or top two prospects for Xander, Xander's gone. The only guy I think that is true, because Xander might opt out this year, and he probably will if he's smart. 
The only guy I can see here that is untouchable on the Red Sox lineup that they won't trade away. Maybe. Rafi Devers. He didn't even play yesterday, Devers. I don't see him in this lineup. That's crazy. He's probably hurt. Boston is under 500. 49 and 50. They're dead last in the AL East. Dead last! Last! What is going on? Alex Cora is supposed to be one of the best managers in baseball. <sighs> I guess it shows that the cheating, it really did help him keep his job for a while. Alex Cora has been terrible this year with lineup construction and all that. This team has been terrible. You have Alex Verdugo, who has had a bit of a regression this year, solidified in a two-hole. At least in this game, solidified in the top of the order. J.D. Martinez, all-star, but can't get it going, it seems like, like he used to. Xander Bogart struggling. Rafi Devers playing hurt. Still hitting the ball well, but he's been hurt, and he's been out of the lineup a lot. Jackie Bradley Jr. is terrible for what he is. And Francis Cordero's getting regular games at first base. You can't tell me there's someone else that can't play first base on this team. There's no one else on this team that can play first? The Schwarber experiment failed at first base. That's why he's in the National League right now playing for the Phillies. That's why he's probably taking some outfield reps and DHing. There is no one out there that can play first base. Franchi Cordero cannot play first base. That's someone you got back in the Benintendi trade to Kansas City when you traded him out there when you started to break it down a bit. You're telling me there's not a single player that can do that? I know you failed to get your your former prospect Rizzo back at the deadline, but that was last year. The Yankees will never trade Anthony Rizzo, especially if they could lock him up long-term again. If Rizzo opts into the deal next year and the Yankees decide to keep him around for a while and extend him even more. What's the point? What are you thinking? What's your thought process? You're not in contention to get Josh Bell because newsflash, even if you get Josh Bell, this lineup is terrible and this team is terrible. A first baseman is not going to help the Sox this year. Newsflash, Boston. Tenor Houck blew another game. Former starter now turning the closer. I think Howe's got good stuff, but that's a tough one. Another loss for him in the books. Manuel Classe proves that he's still one of the best relievers in baseball. Good game today. Locks out a save in a wacky game. Miles Straw had two RBIs. If Miles Straw is having two RBIs for the Guardians, that's a problem. They are sellers. Boston will, mark my words, Boston will sell. J.D. Martinez has been pursued hard by teams like the Mets. The Phillies, I think, have been knocking on the door asking for him. I'd like to see the Yankees get another bat. If you get him to DH and you put Stanton in the outfield or him and Stanton platoon them in the outfield. If you, I mean, Hicks is starting to look hot. He's starting to hit well, but I don't know if it's sustainable for Aaron Hicks. I'd like to see another bat. If J.D.'s the DH, you have Stanton in right. Benintendi in left, Judge in center. Or JD in right, occasionally. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. That'd be kind of like the surprise, what the fuck move of the deadline. Like when Cashman plopped his nuts on the table, he's like, well, we'll take Anthony Rizzo for Kevin Alcantara. Thank you. Like that was a big, crazy, whoa, move. But now that leaves a big question now. Everyone, a lot of people, myself included, predicted the Yankees were going to get Soto. It was a done deal almost. Or not a done deal, but it was highly likely. Wow. Congrats. Juan Soto. Again, that might be a smokescreen to go get Soto. Everyone thinks you're out. But Juan Soto was someone, I think... Could have fit well with the Yankee lineup. That's the best outfield ever if he's there. But I just didn't see the move happening. And the Yankees for not sitting around for long, not waiting until the last minute just to get Soto and forget about other needs like pitching, relief pitching. you got to get a reliever now. I'd like to see them go up to Detroit, offer a low-level prospect for Gregory Soto or Giovanni Soto, whatever his name is. The, not Giovanni Soto. What am I saying? I think it's Gregory Soto, the reliever, the lefty reliever they have. He's dynamite. 
maybe go knock on a Diamondbacks door, go grab Ian Kennedy, an old an old piece, have him out of the pen. He's been pretty solid out of the pen the last couple of years. Maybe a uh, bring back David Robertson, who's still getting it done. I think the Mets might have a better chance at a Contreras deal to get him. That's what I think the Mets have to go get. We'll talk about the Mets next. I'll go through every team again, talk about deadline needs, and talk about what's been going on with them. I'll go in order of the games that were just played. I'll go by each game, not by division. Maybe not. No, I will go by division. I'll go by division. But, what was that? Oh, yeah. Yankees, good job. Making the first big bombshell move of the deadline. Let's stay in the American League East here. I'll go run down what each team needs to do at the deadline or what they might do. Toronto, if I'm Toronto, you're all in. You're all in. You've been all in. You pushed your chips onto the front of the table and said all in. I believe their top prospect's a catcher. It's that Moreno kid. Deal him for Soto. Trade the whole farm. You've traded last year. You traded two and four in your system for Jose Barrios. You traded high prospects for Matt Chapman, who's been okay. Good defensively advertised, but not as great offensively anymore. Starting to regress a bit for some reason. You got some. You have a couple pieces left. If you're serious, you go get Juan Soto. Maybe throw in Teoscar Hernandez, too. Or Lourdes Gurriel. One of those guys. Or Biggio. Go get Juan Soto. Get Soto. Go get Juan Soto. If you're the Blue Jays, that's my biggest nightmare. I know they're in. Last minute, they were one of the teams that was still in on Benintendi up until the he got traded. Teams that were in on him, Toronto was like a very heavy pursuer, which I didn't understand why, because he probably wouldn't have got the vaccine. But Benintendi, what? Not Benintendi, but Toronto. And you, another, here's another thing. I'm going to laugh real quick at you, too. You lost to a team last night without two of their best players because of the vaccine BS. Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. You lost? <laughs> you lost to a team of old men. Adam Wainwright looked masterful last night, which, again, he is masterful. He's probably a Hall of Famer. Yanni Molina caught a great game. Albert Pujols took your pathetic franchise deep. How are you going to compete if you're... Man. There's a lot of holes on this Blue Jays team. I think they're just underwhelming this year. They're underperforming. They're one of the biggest disappointments in baseball. Them and the White Sox. Toronto's not going to sell, though. They're still leading the wild card. They're 11 and a half back on the Yankees after last night. The Yankees lead starting to diminish, but the Yankees are going to get it back. The Yankees are four of their last ten, but Toronto's eight of their last ten because they're playing poverty teams without their best guys. But let's see if it keeps up for Toronto. I think they got to get Soto. That's their next move. They have to be in on Juan Soto. and They're one of the teams that could afford to be waiting, 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 waiting on Juan Soto. Tampa Bay, you got to be bold too. I say maybe not Soto. You might be out on Soto because your prospects have looked terrible this year. You just found out that you lost Kevin Kiermaier and Mike Zanino for the year. Zanino had thoracic outlet syndrome, and Kiermaier's having, I believe, he had surgery recently. He's dealing with some Achilles injuries, I think, or leg injury, lower body. And those might be the last games those two ever play. You should be in on Wilson Contreras. You should be in on Wilson Contreras. You can't convince me any other guy in the roster right now is catching long-term for you. I don't mind a catcher by committee. I mean, look what the Yankees are doing. They're still playing Kyle Higashioka regular. He's getting regular at-bats in some situations. And he's still getting starting opportunities behind the plate. But I don't know long-term. i got to take this hat off. It's bothering me with the freaking headset on. But long-term, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know why. Higgy needs not to play regular games but I think you can't go catch it by committee if you're going to be serious if you think it's still within reach I mean you have a positive run differential still and your defense has been, hasn't been great I would have liked to have seen them go after Ben Benintendi personally you have to go get Ian Happ Ian Happ's more in their realm am I wrong? oh shit I hit the mic am I wrong? is that not in their realm? Ian Happ's in their realm of possibility. You ship off a guy like Bruhan, 
And Wall. Uh, you kind of need Walls right now for his defense. But you ship off Bruhan, who's got promise, but he's looked terrible. I don't know if anyone's going to want Bruhan unless there's a lot of other stuff tied to him. But that could be a move for Hap. I wanted Hap to be a Yankee personally over Benintendi, but I, I like the move that Cashman did. The price was right for for Hap. I would have wouldn't have minded, but I think Hap's asking price is a little high compared to Benintendi's now that I think about it. But that sets the rental market right there. Tampa Bay needs a catcher. And that's probably their move. But all right, Baltimore, go get JD. Go get a pitcher. You should be in on Frankie Montas. I think Castillo's a little bit out of your realm for asking price because you don't want to give up your next top two prospects because you have four and five in all of baseball. And you have a kid like – you're not going to give up Grayson Rodriguez at this stage. I'd say give up some mid-level prospects for Montas, a starter. Or maybe see – call up Texas, see what Martin Perez asking price is. You need another starter, in my opinion. You need a starter. If you want to be a serious contender – you need a starter. You're 49 and 49. You're 500. I believe they lost last night to Tampa Bay. Did they lose to Tampa Bay? I'm going to check real quick. They lost in 10 innings, 6 to 4 to Tampa. I'm not mad at it. 10 innings. Again, Baltimore. Good shit. You're being competitive this year. I didn't expect it. I thought maybe next year or two years from now you'd be pretty competitive fight for a playoff spot. But you're being a solid ass team. Fourth best in the AL East. And you're probably like better than most teams in the league besides Cleveland, besides Houston, Seattle, Minnesota, and you're probably on par with Cleveland. You're better than the White Sox this year. You're better than Detroit, better than Kansas City, better than the Rangers who have been disappointing as well, better than the Angels, and better than the A's. And you've been better than Boston. And arguably, you might be better than Tampa Bay. Let's see how the rest of that series plays out. But they played well yesterday against Tampa. I think they got a starter. This team's legit. Or not legit, but they're contenders for a playoff spot. I would love, love, love to have seen them go get a Montas or go after another starter. Maybe not the highest, the biggest, you know, bounty out there. If you somehow, let's say Boston wants to trade a Valdi. If they trade in division, that's probably where they'll trade a Valdi to. That'd be a pretty cool trade to see. Finally, the Sox, your sellers. I talked about you, your sellers. Go get some high-level prospects for JD. Go get if you can get a high prospect in return because you already have Marcelo Mayer in your system. You go get a big-time outfield guy. Let's say the Yankees go and offer like Everson Pereira. You maybe sit and listen like, yeah, maybe Everson Pereira is the answer in the outfield long term. Or you go get someone that has potential to be a first baseman. That'd be pretty cool. Let's see it though. Baltimore, no more. Boston, if you stay pat and do nothing at the deadline, fine. But I think you got to ship off Evaldi and JD because they're probably the best value, the best thing you can still somewhat argue you're competing with by dealing. But I don't know. Two months to the Central. Twins need, I don't know what they need, maybe a starter. The Barrios trade kind of looks silly a bit because they don't have starting pitching right now. But that's fine. Seattle, they got a starter, or Juan Soto. I think they might be out on Soto. That might be a little unrealistic. You pair him with Julio. That'd be awesome. They have Robbie Ray already. I'd love to see them grab Luis Castillo. Robbie Ray and Luis Castillo would look good. I'd like to see Seattle get a pitcher. They're 10 out right now. I don't think they're too concerned with trying to catch Houston. But that'd be really fun if they got a starter. The Twins. Ugh. Guardians need pretty much a bat. J.D. Martinez is probably on their radar, or Josh Bell even. But Josh Naylor's a dog. I don't think they'd get Josh Bell then. Minnesota could use Josh Bell maybe. That'd be cool. White Sox, I don't know what the fuck they need. Find God. That's what I'm going to say. Jerry Reinsdorf, find God. Tony La Russa, find God. That, that, that franchise is pretty good. I don't know what to say. Their pitching's good. Maybe a reliever. I don't know. Detroit, I think anything with value should go, except for maybe Torkelson and Green. And I know they just sent the Torque back down to the minor leagues for a little bit. Anything of value needs to be gone. You could probably get something solid for Soto. No one's going to want Javi Baez. I don't want Javi Baez. 
I don't think anyone can. He's probably the only player that's been as bad as Joey Gallo since last year's trade deadline, to be honest with you. They're both great defenders, but they've been terrible. Kansas City just shipped off Benintendi. I think Merrifield's next. Good job. Good job, Kansas City. Beckway might be something special. I know he's low level. I think the Yankees kind of fleeced you if they get Benintendi long term and he stays hot, but I think that's not a terrible return for a rental. Moving to the West, Houston. You get Josh Bell, that, that lineup has no holes. I don't think you're going to be in on Soto. You don't have the pieces. Because no, Let's be honest, your best offer will probably be Jose Siri, Pena the catcher, or whatever his name is, the, the catcher you just called up, and J.J. Matajevic. Those are probably the best guys you'd offer for him. No one's going to want them. Let's move on. I think Josh Bell will be a good fit for Houston, though, but let's move on. Seattle. Josh Bell, again, works here. An arm would be awesome to pair with uh, Robbie Ray. I kind of touched on him earlier. Texas, I don't know. Just stay pat. Just maybe grab Joey Gallo. Stay pat. Maybe Seattle could use Gallo, too, but Texas, just stay pat. I, I, that's a rough year. Come back next year. You have a positive run differential still, which is kind of interesting. Angels, I would trade Otani now with the, the uh, injury to Trout, but I would need an entire farm. I would need an entire farm for Otani. A's just about getting rid of Montes at this point. Maybe call up Langoliers. Let's see what Langoliers has got. But it's time for Montes to go, and I think you can get a good piece for him. National League, the Mets. They made a befuddling trade earlier for Vogelbach. I talked about it earlier. Vogel didn't do anything in the Subway Series except for walk. He's a good batter. He takes pitches. He's a good professional hitter. I guess that's maybe the thought process with the, you know, let's go get Vogey. But you're kind of out on Josh Bell now because, I don't know, I think I would have preferred Josh Bell over Vogelbach just because you could have Pete DH then. I think Pete's a better DH because he hits well. His hitting makes up for his fielding. Um, they need bullpen help. I think Contreras is a perfect fit here. You go grab Wilson Contreras, and you get David Robertson in a deal. That's a successful, successful trade. I am fine with that. Atlanta, go get Jack Peterson for the shits and gigs. I don't know. Be cool to get him, but I think Jacktober is going to stay pat in San Fran. Atlanta probably needs an outfielder for cheap they'll go joey gallo i think because they turned around some guys watch now the braves get joey gallo joey gallo turns back into a 240 hitter or 230 hitter that'd be crazy but braves look pretty good michael harris has been the difference maker this year matt olsen's been electric the pitching staff's good they got an, another arm they'd be unstoppable That'd be like the that'd be a cold war if they got Luis Castillo or Frankie Montas with that current pitching rotation. They get Mike Soroka back at some point, hopefully. But those arms, that'd be a civil, that'd be like the cold war going on in the NL East. Phillies need everything. They're competitive though, but they need everything. I think they go grab. Gallo for cheap, maybe. That's probably someone to look at. I'd like to see them be competitive for J.D. Martinez. Or competitive for Ian Happ. That'd be a good spot for Ian Happ to land. But only time will tell with that one. Marlins, stay pat. Don't trade anything. Don't be silly. Wait till the offseason. You can make something happen. Nationals, you got to get rid of Soto and Bell. Corbin would be nice to get off the books. You need a clean house for new ownership because they're selling. Let's move on to the Central. The Brewers need a bat. Desperately. I don't know who, what they're going to get. They should be in on Soto, in my opinion. Trade the farm for him. That would be a good move. The Cards. I don't know what they're going to do. They're probably the, the, content, the favorite to get Soto now that the Yankees just got Benintendi. The Cubbies... 
Just get rid of Hap, Contreras, and Robertson. You're good. You're building up prospects. Your top two prospects right now that are outfielders are Pete Crow Armstrong and Kelvin Alcantara. You had some really good – you had some solid-ass guys down there. You had some guys that are going to be pretty good. Pete Crow Armstrong was just in the Futures game. I think Pete Crow Armstrong is going to be a very good player. And you fleece the Mets with that Baez trade. The Pirates, go see what Quintana can fetch you. The Reds, congratulations on potentially acquiring a generational talent for Luis Castillo. And for the Reds, I mean, yep. If I didn't say the Reds, I thought I said Pirates. Today. Dodgers, mission simple. Castillo and Soto. Do it. You're the greatest team ever assembled. You don't, you're fine. You're okay. I maybe, I don't really know what they need. Just maybe for Max Muncy not to get regular at bats. If Xander Bogarts comes available, that's a trade you'll make. Xander would be a pretty cool fit there with Trey Turner. Move Xander around the infield to put him at second base, maybe. Gavin Lux is there, though. I don't even know where you put Xander. JD might be an interesting piece. Well, I don't know. Padres say they're all in on everyone every year. I think AJ Preller's aggressive. He probably has a big offer for Soto on the table. A little concerning, though, that Mackenzie Gore has an elbow injury. But they've done all they can. They need Fernando Tatis back badly. Luke Voigt has been pretty solid for them. Manny Machado's played at an MVP level. The pitching staff is pretty solid. They wasted a good U Darvish start last night. But anyways, they'll get it back together. The Giants need God. They get Soto, that'd be big, but they need God. Maybe I'd put them in the same category as the Marlins, where you kind of just pack it in, you know, see what you got from the young kids, maybe, and try again next year. Diamondbacks probably should ship off Peralta or Stan Pat. I don't know. They're they're in a weird spot. Same with the Rockies. They're probably in a weird spot. They're not going to do anything. I mean, that's pretty much it for baseball. I think it's going to be a very interesting deadline. I'm going to be going live for the deadline. I'm working on that right now. Around the league, standings are pretty much the same. The only big change this week was the Cubbies leapfrog the Pirates in the Central, but no one cares about that. And Baltimore jumped Boston. Baltimore's 500. Boston's no longer 500. The AL East no longer has a 500 team. All teams at 500. Boston has a losing record at home and 500 on the road. They're a net. They were, their run differential was pretty good earlier in the year. And now they're negative 16 run differential. I'm going to look at the 2021 Sox right here. Boston had a plus 80 run differential. Plus 80. Same team. Same team. This year that team has a negative 16 run differential. Pretty wild if you tell me that. Or you ask me that. They had a better run differential than the Yankees. Better run differential than Cleveland. Better run differential than Oakland and Seattle. Better run differential than... The Cardinals, who made the playoffs last year. The Reds, who just missed the playoff spot. Better run differential than the Padres, who had a tough end of the year. They were a top-run differential team in baseball, Boston. I don't know what's going on with them. It's got to be something. Wild card, still the same right now with Toronto leading, then Seattle and Tampa Bay, rounding it out. National League, it's Atlanta. San Diego and St. Louis with Philadelphia a half game out and San Fran three and a half out. The American League, Cleveland's two and a half out. Baltimore's four out. Chicago's four out. Boston's four and a half out. Not a lot of contenders left. We can tell who's not making it this year. But I think it's pretty safe to say Oakland, Kansas City, Detroit, L.A., and maybe Texas are out. Texas, unless they have a God-tier run, they're out. Boston's still clinging for dear life, but they might be out soon. 
National League, safe to say the Nationals, Reds, Pirates, and Cubbies are out. Rockies are at a crossroads. Diamondbacks are at a crossroads. Marlins are at a crossroads. San Fran and Philly are still in it. A lot of baseball left, everyone. Whole lot of baseball left. Tomorrow is going to be a good episode. We're going to talk football. We're going to talk big news, big signings. Julio Jones just signed to Tampa Bay. The Kyler Murray deal. DK Metcalf is holding out. Derwin James is holding out. Debo Samuel is holding out for new deals. Jimmy Garoppolo has been excused from training camp as they seek a trade. Football's exciting right now. I'll do season previews next episode, too. We'll do a full, full football episode tomorrow. That'll probably be live around 1 o'clock. This episode's going to be live around 1 o'clock as well on all streaming platforms. So if anything happens between now and 1, because now it's 11.30, that's crazy. I expect a big trade to happen today, too, or in the next 24 to 48 hours. The deadline is August 2nd at 6 p.m. I'll be live all day. I will go live on Twitch or some one of those big apps. I'll go live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. That's all for today. Thank you for coming back to my world. Big stuff for the Yankees. Big stuff for the Mets. Big stuff for baseball. Yankees are back tonight at 7 for all my New York people. I think the Mets are playing. Who do the Mets play tonight? I'm going to check that real quick. The Metropolitans had a great. That's a big statement they made, though. Yanks are at home against Kansas City. Mets are in Miami. Bassett versus Alcantara. I think I'm taking Miami there. That's a smart play today. Yankees have Singer versus Tyone. Let's go around the league, too. Actually, no. Mets play Friday. Excuse me. Let's go around the league tonight. I'll do some quick picks. Or I'll say some stuff. Miami versus Cincinnati. Uh, it's going to be Castano versus Ashcraft. Tickets are $4 in Cincinnati. Jesus Christ. Tampa Bay at Baltimore, 1235 on ESPN+. Plus. We got Yarbrough versus Jordan Lyles. That's going to be an interesting one. Kansas City versus New York. Singer versus Tyone. I'd take Tyone there in the Yanks. Philly versus Pittsburgh. Uh, Cy Young contender Zach Wheeler versus Zach Thompson. That's a no-brainer. Detroit at Toronto. I'm taking – it's uh, Alexander versus Yusei Kikuchi. I'm probably taking Detroit. I'm taking Toronto there. Cleveland and Boston round out their series. You got Tristone McKenzie versus Cutter Crawford. I'm taking Tristone. Seattle and Houston. You got Logan Gilbert versus Jose Urquidy. That's going to be a good game. This should be an interesting series. Seattle looking to respond after Houston swept them. And Houston just got swept by the Athletics. Not good. LA versus the LA Angels. Not Angels. The LA Dodgers versus the Rockies tonight. We got Tyler Anderson versus Jose Urania. Not really a great one. Texas and Angels play tonight. Texas will be in L.A. Spencer Howard versus Shohei Otani. $5 tickets if you are if you want to go see Otani pitch tonight if you're in the L.A. area. $5 tickets, that's pretty low. And finally, the last matchup of the night that I'm going to mention starting the latest is Chicago and San Fran. It's going to be Justin Steele versus Alex Wood. Not a lot of good games tonight. Seattle and Houston's probably the, the good game tonight. Urquidy versus Gilbert is an interesting matchup. I'll probably take Urquidy and Houston tonight. That's probably my pick. Boston and Cleveland's going to be a fun one. A lot of meh games today. Now, all right, this time I actually mean it. That'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Friday, tomorrow at 1 o'clock, football season preview, football talk. Maybe some more news will drop. We'll talk some more baseball, more trade deadline on Saturday and beyond. we got to give football its time. And I promise, nothing but football tomorrow. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for getting this far into my podcast. I appreciate every single one of the listeners out there. 
even if it's just two people listening, I'm happy. Thanks for tuning in again. As always, folks, my name is Nick Sapola, and thank you for coming to my world. And I will see you tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Take it easy.